myself out. I am afraid of I'm terrified and paralyzed by I am deathly afraid of Welcome to the Sum of All Fears podcast with your host, me, Ryan Perio. Hi, and welcome to the Sum of All Fears podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Perio. Last week, we had an awesome guest for the week of Halloween. This week, we turn our attention to the holiday season. And my guest this week, well, he wants to help you with that. My friend, former club manager turned caterer, Corey Childs, is my guest. And we talk about his love of food, how that started, and how he's raising his daughter as a vegetarian. Then, we get into his irrational fear of cockroaches. So let's get into my interview with Corey Childs. We're here with my good friend and project manager slash personal chef, Corey Childs, head of Childs Culinary Creations. Corey, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Ryan? Doing well. You're way better dressed than me. Even the work at home has got you in a shirt and tie. (laughs) Making me look bad, like I'm just in here a t-shirt and jeans. <laughs> I don't even wear jeans for the most part. Like I have like my good t-shirt, which is the state the one I have on now, and then I have like <laughs> no one's gonna be seeing me today. I may sometimes I even go shirtless. Sometimes I may be doing tech support, and you don't know. I may be just in boxers. <laughs> it is so hot out here, and if the AC is out, oh yeah. Yeah, I um, strictly dress up to remind myself that I'm supposed to be working. That's all. That's good <laughs> Otherwise, mentality. Otherwise, I'll end up on the couch. <laughs> yeah, it's a good mentality. I do I do make it a point to just at least put on clothes, at least for the most part of the day. After, after 4 or 5 o'clock at that point, okay, it's optional. It's optional. No one's seeing me. <laughs> so do you do project management from home? Are you doing that? No. No, I'm doing it from home, um, which this is interesting to manage, you know, because it's not just a project that you're managing, you're also managing people. And the majority of our engineers are over in India. So we have about, what is it, 10 and a half, 11 and a half hour time difference. Mm-hmm. So that's very interesting. It's something brand new for me. So you're like at 12, 2 in the morning, like, hey guys, good morning. <laughs> yep, pretty much. <laughs> I'm just going to go take an eight-hour break and sleep. <laughs> I'll see you guys when, you, when I wake up slash you get off work. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how it is. Um, one of our clients right now is in Houston, Texas, and I had to explain to him the time difference because I told him, you know, I'll just tell him at 10.30 tonight. And he was like, 10.30 tonight? Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there's a time difference. They're starting work about that time. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, but if you can, if you hit it right from a productivity standpoint, it's perfect because it's like if you can just get your by the time you're getting your work done, you hand it to me. I can have it done by the time you wake up, almost. So it's almost like you're getting the work done when no work would have been getting done, anyways. Exactly. Yeah. So by the time they get everything, like we need this done ASAP. Normally, we would be stressing to get it done, but. People over in India, they're just waking up, so it's, it's a breeze for them once they see the message or the email. They can get it done really yeah. simple. That's what a lot of commercial companies are turning to now, like internet advertisers and stuff like that. Is they're they're finishing their project 
and then they're shipping it to a, a editor or somebody overseas who's just waking up and starting their day so that they get their work done. And when they're done, then you're waking back up and you have a finished project. Nice. That's awesome. So I also want to talk to you because I didn't know this. You also you worked as a comedy club manager. That's how I met you. I had no yes. idea your involvement in culinary food. Otherwise, I would have spent a lot more time talking to you about it. <laughs> so you in during this pandemic have started a personal chef catering company called Child's Culinary Creations. So how did that come about? Well, I've been cooking for a while. Um, I learned how to cook mostly from watching my mom and then just experimenting. And I've been doing it for a while. Like I said, a lot of people have suggested that I just go into business for myself. And I was like, oh, you don't make any money at that, though. It's just really difficult to monetize that. And especially working a full-time job and trying to do that. And sometimes also working a second job and um, trying to do your own business. But fortunately, with the whole pandemic, one of the good things that came out of it was learning how to balance my time for different projects. And so I decided to take, you know, people up on the suggestion and go ahead and jump in and do it. It's been fun so far. What is, what has been your, what has been like your favorite creation so far? I, I know that's going to be hard to pin you down, but what is your favorite culinary creation you've come up with so far? Like you just put something together like, Oh my God. Um, you know, that is a really difficult one because I, I do so many different things. It just kind of all depends upon my mood or someone just asked for something specifically. Um, the last thing that I did was kind of cool. It was a pastry because I'm not a baker um, typically. And mm-hmm. I made a bacon jam with Al Pastor and I folded Jack Daniels into it so that the alcohol wasn't actually cooked off and um, put that all in the pastry. And that was pretty awesome. And it tasted delicious. I help people wanting to come back for more of that. So <laughs> and it might Ooh. be the alcohol and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that you got you had you had me at bacon jam. You had me at bacon jam. I was like, hmm, hold on, Let's take it. Yeah, I, after this, I'm going to be making a blue cheese sauce for my steak. So nice. I'm in the same boat. I do I do some you know amateur cooking. I may have mentioned that offhand once or twice, like leaving the comedy club saying I'm going to go home and try to cook this because after doing comedy and just sitting in a comedy club you have to do something and you have to eat. And instead of eating fast food, I always try to, I try to cook or do something moderately healthy. Yeah. Otherwise you get a lot of, I think you get a lot of MSG and things that I feel like start messing with my sleep. And then that messes with my mood and becomes Mm -hmm. a chain reaction. Mm -hmm. You also are a father of two girls and I, you t- mentioned something interesting before. You're telling me that your 19-month-old daughter is a vegetarian. Yes. Um, and I just, that's my only one I held. Just just the one daughter. Oh, just one daughter. Um, <laughs> I saw you holding two in a picture. I, <laughs> it's like, what did you hear, Ron? Did you hear something that I did? I don't know. <laughs> like, dang, I knew I should have got that tested. But uh, <laughs> no, yes, I have a 19-month-old daughter. And um, she's a vegetarian, so that just definitely has challenged me with my cooking skills to cook, you know, vegetarian meals that still taste good. Because if I cook something for her, I'm going to cook enough for me to eat um, also. So I want it to taste good, um, but still be, you know, 
healthy for her to eat. Mm-hmm. You know, not putting not a lot of fatty, yeah. fat fats or anything like that. So it's it's pretty cool. I like it. It's a challenge. It's also a little daddy daughter bonding time because oh. you could it you have it has to pass your seal of approval at least on the taste test before you. Exactly. And if she doesn't see me eat it, she's like, nope, I'm not touching it. (laughs) Mom cooks it. Sorry. Sorry. No, dad needs to eat it first. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, that's really cool. And that was it. You you mentioned that that was a choice you made as a parent to just kind of make sure that they're eating healthy. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's one thing that um, her or um, her mom and I both agreed on was her being a vegetarian because it is a healthier lifestyle. I would love to be a vegetarian. I applaud vegetarians. Mm-hmm. I just love meat way too much. I've tried to stop, and it's just I I can't do it. I have a problem. <laughs> You're not but, the only one that has that problem. <laughs> it is not a problem. It is just. That is just the environment you were brought up in. And so when I, that's what I tell people as well. Like I had, I dated someone who was a pescatarian who only ate fish and she would try to say, look how delicious the salad was. And I was like, yes, but if you just added some chopped up chicken into this salad, <laughs> it would be amazing. And it's just one of those things where we just had two different mindsets. And I applaud you and I, I, I don't make you eat steak and I'm not going to badmouth you for do, making the healthier decision. I just... I like living my life the way I want to. And so it's something I learned from my dad at an early age that I asked him about stopping smoking and he flat out told me no. He's like, I enjoy it. It's the one thing I enjoy doing and that's what I'm going to do. I, uh, If I'm going to do something in my life, I want to enjoy it. And so I've kind of taken that approach with a lot of my things, especially food. Like I can eat some healthier things, but I'm not just going to completely jump ship and just eat nothing but healthy because I just feel like either one, I'll stop at some point or I just won't enjoy. I'll miss certain foods. Like I can't imagine being vegetarian and passing by a McDonald's and just (laughs) not having a craving for those fries. Yeah, my whole thing is I love grilling out and mm-hmm. I grill vegetables as well. But whenever I'm, you know, at Albertsons or um, Kroger or something, I just pass by the meat out and I start seeing that meat like, OK, I, I have to cook this. Like, it's, it, I feel like it's an obligation mm-hmm. <laughs> for me to cook the meat. So Yeah, I can't have I can't do the shopping either. I have to do the shopping myself. Like I can't do the uh, the online pick it up for me. Oh, yeah, no. Because I'm a trash person. Like, I'll go through the meat clearance. Like, I'll go into that little meat section where there's, like, <laughs> it's, like, it's partially unwrapped and it's leaking, but it's about to go bad, but they have it way marked down. And I'll be like, yeah, I'll get this sketchy filet mignon for three bucks. <laughs> sure, I can handle it. Yeah, you can't do that at an online shop. You can't be, hey, go past the clearance section. Tell me what they got. <laughs> Hit me back. Hit me back. What you got? Don't let anybody else get in there before you tell me what's in there. Don't let them take that ground turkey. <laughs> so as a personal chef, what do you feel like project? Do you feel like project management has helped you kind of become a chef just because it's helps you organize your time and delegate? It's really weird. Um, it, it has um, also working at the club. So the, 
working at the club and running that has helped me in my project management area. And then the project mm-hmm. management area has helped me in starting the business of the child's culinary creations because you have to be able to manage so many different things. And especially when cooking, cooking for multiple people or for the masses is mm-hmm. way different than just cooking for you and a couple of friends. Yes. Uh, and it, it does take a lot of juggling around mm-hmm. to make sure, especially when you're not in a commercial kitchen. Yeah. I know consistency when you get to that, because I worked at Eatsy's for a long time, consistency becomes a very big issue when you start to serve more than three or four people. You've got to make sure that everything looks the same. You can't have one person getting like a, a eight ounce piece of meat and the other person getting a five ounce piece of meat. You got to, they yeah. all got to be like four ounce that, 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 you know, everything's got to, the sauce has got to be the same way. Yeah, ex- exactly. And then especially when, say someone eats your food and they love it and they want it again, they're not going to want something that tastes different. They're going to want exactly what they had um, prior. So I just, and that was one of the, I think, biggest challenges for me was making sure that everything tasted exactly the same because I've never been the type of person to cook the same thing twice. I cook it one time. If you don't get it, sorry, you don't get it again. And I would never write down recipes or anything. I would just, you know, make it up as I go. Turned out delicious. I just can't recreate it. So that's yeah. uh, writing down all of my recipes and measurements yeah. and everything. That's really good. What is your, what would you call your food style? Is it, what, what are your influences? I have a lot of different influences. Um, I like the Asian type style. Um, I have a friend and she kind of introduced me into that. So I, I love spicy and um, her uh, type of food, the way she cooks. That's one thing that uh, we both love. Um, it's the spiciness, you know, of food. Of course, everyone doesn't like spicy. So I've learned, okay, make a sauce on the side that they can add to it. You know, they don't want as spicy. Mm-hmm. Um, I love seafood, cooking different types of seafood. Ironically, that's one of the easier things for me to cook. Mm-hmm. But people just love it so much. And so that's pretty it's very, cool. It's very luxurious seafood. Yeah. I, it's like a decadent thing. Like it, it's always like a rich, I always feel like it's like the rich person. Yes. <laughs> and it may not be, it may just be shrimp, but if you just cook shrimp fried it, it's like, <laughs> this is the best shrimp I've ever had. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I actually don't like shrimp. So I will go on record saying that And for you and any personal chefs I have on this show, anybody that can make me like shrimp, that's the challenge. Hmm, okay. I, I've taken similar challenges before. Mm-hmm. That's a, And that's a fun part of cooking, too, is it's like, oh, you don't like this? I'm going to make you yeah. like it. <laughs> Try mine. <laughs> you obviously haven't had it in a way that I've made it. I love that's <laughs> That's always, that's just like, it's, all, it's a comedy thing, too. Like, oh, you don't like that joke? Well, you just haven't heard me tell it. Yeah. <laughs> you should have been there. That's what, it's the... <laughs> But that's how it even was with me with sushi. Um, I the first time I tried sushi, I was at an all-you-can-eat buffet, mm-hmm. which I'm gonna go on the record telling everyone never ever eat sushi from an all-you-can-eat buffet. <laughs> it's never a good idea. So I was instantly turned off from sushi. Um, that's when I was, I think, like a teenager, and then when I moved um, to Texas. Um, I was in North Dallas, and I went to this small sushi bar. Um, there's not a whole lot of people in there. I went and sat at the bar, got some sake. And the chef, he just started giving me small pieces. He would give me, um, started off with smoked salmon. And then I was able to just try things, cook, 
correctly mm-hmm. or prepared correctly, and I fell in love with sushi after that. Yeah, you you got the you got the sushi that sushi chef that cared about his job instead of exactly. the exactly uh, <laughs> instead of the sushi chef that's like God, just let me go home. If another person <laughs> comes in here and orders a dragon roll, I swear to God. <laughs> yeah. I I was always afraid of sushi because of the price. Like that's what scared me the most is like when you look at the price <laughs> of a sushi, I was afraid like twenty seven dollars, what and I take one bite and it's disgusting. <laughs> I'm out twenty seven dollars. So I ended up dating a girl that kind of guided me through some of the sushi and we've had a couple of instances of sushi. It's it's hit or miss and I I like the buffets just she goes before me and checks out the buffet so that I'm not like make sure that they're Yeah. She 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 does the dad she does the Cory dad thing and I'm the daughter that I can only eat it after she approves it. <laughs> that was what always scared me is like I'm not paying thirty dollars to find out I don't like this at all. That's an expensive that's an expensive venture. Yeah. So what got you into cooking? Like, what was it early, like family? Yeah, just seeing my mom cook. Um, I always was amazed by, you know, the different things. And she cooked a wide variety of dishes. And mm-hmm. I was always the type of person, even from a kid, like I would rather have uh, something cooked by some, like an individual than go to a McDonald's or a Burger King. Like I wasn't that kid, at least my mom may say I'm wrong on this or my dad may say I'm wrong, but I don't think I was the kid who was just screaming for McDonald's. Um, I, I love, you know, just the home cooking. And then once I got old enough to actually cook, I just fell in love with it. She went home, cooked you a burger and put it in a McDonald's wrapper and just put it. <laughs> Here's your old Big Mac. <laughs> Enjoy. Enjoy your Happy Meal. Yeah, I remember as a kid um, when we lived in Virginia, mm-hmm. we would go back to Oklahoma every summer to visit. Cause that's where all my family lives in Oklahoma. So we would go back to Oklahoma every summer to visit. And then my grandma and grandpa's house, my grandfather, he was an architect. And he actually designed his own um, barbecue pit in the backyard. It was this beautiful, well, it was this beautiful brick barbecue pit. And mm-hmm. every single summer we held these huge cookouts. And that's why I remember the most is the actual food from all of that. <laughs> It was awesome. Did you inherit the pit from from your grandfather? You know, it it's not really a movable thing, but my dad has talked about mo- trying to transfer it to Texas. So, well, I need to talk to him about that. Because that would be really cool. That would be a real, like, nostalgia plus function. Yes. Because <laughs> my, grand, my grandparents, they barbecued on my dad's side, and they had a bricked-in barbecue pit that, my little, I could stand on when they weren't using it and watch yeah. watch trains go by, <laughs> but they would cook on it, and it was just it was he, he had put like a statue, and then a barbecue pit was it looked like you know those brick mailboxes where they had the brick all around it. Yeah, it looked like that, yep. but a barbecue pit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much how this one is, and just maybe a little bit bigger, but yeah, but yeah, probably same, way bigger. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really cool like because you have the nostalgia feeling of doing that i remember cooking with my grandmother and mother at times and we would make like things like guacamole or pasta and it was always just a fun bonding thing with with the family 
when we were cooking, especially yeah. like a Thanksgiving or something when everybody's doing a little bit of something. There's all kinds of bringing it all together, all kinds of conversations and crap talk yeah. to each other and <laughs> critiquing other people's cooking. And as soon as they leave, asking what the hell did they just make? Like, what the hell was that? Did you taste that cobbler? <laughs> That's that's my family gatherings. As soon as that person leaves, their dirty rice tastes off to you. Like, what the hell did they put in that? That does not taste like <laughs> dirty rice. <laughs> so I appreciate you doing this. I do a podcast, which we're doing right now, and it's about fears. And you have a fear, which in the kitchen, pretty safe. Pretty safe as long as you keep it right. <laughs> your fear. Go ahead and tell us your fear, Corey. My fear is roaches. I I can do almost anything. I do not like roaches at all. Like not even a little bit. Um, I used to have a snake, love snakes, spiders. I can tolerate, but roaches, yeah, no, don't. If if you want me gone, that's the way to get me gone. <laughs> so is it like the big roaches or like the little roaches or all of them? All of them, really. Um, I don't like the little roaches because it's like, I don't know exactly where you are. I don't know if I can, you know, see you, especially if you're at someone else's house and you see like, okay, where are the rest of them? And then the big roaches, well, I mean, that's kind of self-explanatory. I actually stabbed a roach one time. You stabbed a roach? Yes. (laughs) So... (laughs) My ex-wife, she's from, <laughs> my ex-wife is from the valley. And before we had got married, when we were dating, I went down there to visit her. Now the valley, you know, is right there by the border. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was after one of the hurricanes came through. So bugs were just everywhere. And we were in her room and I, I don't think she had a mattress or it wasn't lifted off the floor or something. Cause I, oh yeah, she was in the process of moving from Harlingen um, up to Dallas. So she didn't have a bed in her room at this mm-hmm. time. So we're just laying on the cover on the floor, wood floor. Oh. All of a sudden, oh. I see this huge roach like crawling next to me. And I t- just like instinct, take my pocket knife out, whip it out, and stab the roach. <laughs> Probably was not the most rational thing to do. Sure, but yeah, sure I, that I delayed the move. <laughs> I don't know if I want to move in with this guy. He just pulled out a knife and stabbed a roach. <laughs> I was trying to keep us safe. I was her protector. <laughs> but you could have just smashed it. I, just, I, I don't understand why you got a weapon involved. <laughs> what you were sleeping yeah, in where you had, or how you had a pocket knife in bed with you. <laughs> this is the next question. <laughs> You're asking a lot of great questions I don't have an answer to. <laughs> like basic instinct. Why you got an ice pick under your bed? <laughs> hey, it's real in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't even in the streets. You are on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. So that is an amazing story so when do you think your fear of roaches started like did that something that you feel like you inherited from your parents like are your parents afraid of roaches i don't really know um i guess i've always been like a weird kid my dad said that i was afraid of dirt when i was a little kid uh yeah <laughs> apparently one of the family friends they try to like stick my hand in dirt and i just like threw like this huge fit crying and stuff i don't know that's weird 
but I don't know if it stems from somewhere like that. My mom, she's super, super clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, matter of fact, that, that's kind of the standard that I do. My, you know, when I'm cleaning up at home, like, okay, will I be like, will I let my mom inside right now, or will I kick her out? Like, she came from Oklahoma to visit just randomly. Like, it's my place clean enough to let my mom in. Usually not, she would probably just have to go straight to a hotel. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think I just <laughs> I took that from her. Yeah. That's how my dad is with his grandma. My grandmother was a maid. She never had, she never got an education by the fifth grade. So she became like a housekeeper when my grandfather and her split. And so my dad would, was in high school and, and he would drive her and work with her at the house, cleaning houses. And so now he is like, OCD immaculate as far as cleaning goes. Like it is, he is like, if there's something out of place, mm, he just, he he reaches out (laughs) or he'll give it a wipe. Like he is a hawk at his house. Like there's nothing that escapes him. Yeah. That's why I could never do anything in my mom's house because she would always notice if anything was moved or out of place or anything like that. So how do you handle your fear of roaches besides cutlery and stabbing them in the night? <laughs> this is what um, happens well, to roaches in this. <laughs> Tell your friends. Oh, man. I don't know. It's it's kind of difficult here in Texas because there's so many bugs, and then we don't get a real winter around mm-hmm. here. So usually in the winter is when all the insects die, and it, you know it starts to cycle all over again. But there's no winter, so the bugs are just continually reproducing. Yeah. So, um, I mean, most of it's just kind of happening to get over it and I keep bug spray. Not like with me, like I'm not going to like see you in public and I'm just, you know, <laughs> I can't array with me. But... Your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that's one thing. If I was, you know, out somewhere and I was to see, you know, a roach, I'd probably just go the other way, I think. Mm-hmm. So like if you see a roach on the outside of your house, like just maybe like it's scoping out like... I will get my raid. Okay. I will get my raid for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it, you have like the little like soda straw on it, so it gives you like the long distance, so you don't have to get close. Like you. Can... Oh yeah, yeah. Accuracy. <laughs> now, how do you handle the roaches with wings? Do you just is that just add an extra amount of terror? Like if you don't realize they fly, then all of a sudden you approach that. Yeah, those I actively avoid. <laughs> I, I don't even play with those. <laughs> I don't have to call a professional for that. Because they never look like they can fly. Like, they look like just the regular roach. And then as you're about to kill it, all of a sudden, oh, you want to go? All right. And it just come right at you. They they don't fly away. They fly immediately, like, at you. Very aggressive. Yeah. It's not, it's not like a June bug. They're flying with intent. Like, whenever people tell you that bugs are more afraid of you than you are of it, I beg to differ. I beg to, I've never <laughs> been so afraid that I've charged headlong into something that's coming at I've never been held at gunpoint like you know what I need to charge this fool right now I am that scared right. <laughs> so do you do is anybody know else know you're afraid of roaches like I'm does your wife know and just mess with you about it or it's, it's not something I just really talk about it's mm-hmm. something that you know I just I try to avoid so that the situation doesn't come up yeah. but if it does come up I'm not afraid to let people know. Like, nah, I don't deal with roach- roaches. I, I know. <laughs> like, anything else, I got it. You're going to have to go ahead and handle that. And then if I'm absolutely pushed to it, then I'll, you know, I, I don't have a, that huge of a phobia where I can't 
but I'm going to do everything mm-hmm. in my power to avoid it. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're like uh, the Christmas vacation with the squirrel? <laughs> squirrel! <laughs> Roach! <laughs> Everybody just yeah. scrambles away. That's that's just the vision I have you and your wife. Like both you and your wife are, are afraid at the same time. And you are both running. <laughs> move! Move! Faster! Oh. You're slowing me up. Because I've been launched out of a car because of a spider. Like I was dating a girl and we were in somebody's car and like a spider, I guess, had started making a oh nest my. in the middle. And I didn't see it. So she, my girl, the girl I'm seeing is in the middle and her friend's on the other side. They get in the back seat and I'm on the outside. And all of a sudden I see something kind of dribbled. And all of a sudden I'm just thrown from the car. <laughs> I'm like launched out of the car as, oh my like, move, I ain't dying for you. It just just showed me out. Like I look like I was shot out of a cannon. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe even your daughter will be the roach killer. Like she'll be the one that all right, Dad, I got this. She's not afraid of bugs at all, but she does know how to step on bugs. Um we were taking a little walk the other day and there were some bugs. And I thought she was going to, like, maybe try to pick it up or avoid it. She started trying to step on it. I'm like, no, no. (laughs) Technically, yes. But no, this is their home. They're out here. (laughs) No. No. And then as you put her to bed, that's my girl. (laughs) That's my girl. That's right. You see a bug in this house, you know what to do. You step to it and step on it. That's awesome. And it's amazing how much kids are fearless of certain things that you are. Like, it's like, how in the world do you oh, yeah. have the nerve? Like, I, a girl, I, I was seeing her kids, like, nine years old in the airport by herself. And she's like, I, you know, I went to go pick her up. And she's just talking to a bartender. Just, you know, just not nervous at all. Just, just wow. talking. And it's like, you know, you worried that, you know, oh, um, I don't know. I better get to her quickly so she's not worried. Totally yeah. fine. Karaoke, <laughs> karaoke, no problem. You know, just 10 years old. Ah, it's great. But it's, I feel like that also is how you're approaching the vegetarianism is if you kind of get them confident early, they stay confident going forward instead of. Yeah, exactly. Well, Corey, I thank you for doing this. Where on social media can they see your culinary creations? on both <clears throat> Instagram and Facebook at Child's Culinary Creations. Um, also, if anyone would like to um, put an order in for anything, I'm also going to be selling sauces here soon. Um, you can email me directly at Child's, Child's Culinary Creations at gmail.com or just message me on one of the social media platforms. That's awesome. You're going to be doing sauces. Like, What, what kind of sauces are you going to go with to start? Um, well, I have a barbecue sauce I just did that it was um, everyone tasted and it was a huge hit. So I think I'm going to go in that direction first. Um, I also do different Hispanic sauces. Um, I have really nice birthday sauce that I do and a rojo sauce. And I, I'm going to be doing a, a wide variety, but those two are going to be the ones I'm going to start with. But I've, okay. I've found this new love of making sauces. So I'm extending it to that. Yeah. It is addictive, I will say, because like I made a brothless, I made a au jus out of beef broth with no meat drippings, and when I tell you, it was amazing because it's like beef broth, Worcestershire, fresh thyme, and oh my goodness, 
I put something else in there and it was uh-huh. phenomenal. Like I, I, I think ended up as a gravy later, but I was like, man, if I had a, a roast beef po' boy, boy, I would make this a French dip like so quick. Oh man. Because it had so much that flavor in that sauce. Like, <laughs> I'll send you the recipe and you can play with it. All right, sounds good. <laughs> Thanks again for doing this, Corey. Thanks for having me on. So that was Corey Childs. What an interesting concept to start your child off as a vegetarian so she doesn't have any preconceived notions about it later. I wonder if other parents have done that as well. I couldn't imagine as a kid screaming for Brussels sprouts. I also relate to his passion coming from spending time with his mom. I find it really interesting how a lot of our passions come from nostalgia, that that feeling of triggering those childhood memories. For me, it's usually when I make a cherry pie. What are your memory passions? Maybe it's gardening, knitting, painting, or just any other kind of art and crafts that makes you feel like you're a kid again. Make sure you check out Corey and his cooking at childsculinarycreations.com. Also, check him out on Instagram at childsculinarycreations. If you want to spend more time with the family this year, let Corey do the cooking for you. He's got some amazing dishes and some of the best barbecue sauce that's homemade. Links will be provided in the show notes. Also, I'd like to point out this is our first and only repeat so far we've had in the Sum of All Fears. I think it has to be the, the surprise that comes with roaches. That startling moment of turning on the light and suddenly spotting the movement out of the corner of your eye. That is the cockroach. I think that adds to it. There's that element of surprise when you see it. That shock. You never see it coming from a distance it's always a surprise and not a good one it's fascinating though i find Corey hasn't passed that on to his child that it that his daughter's fearless when it comes to bugs maybe he's just able to keep it together or he just got a really clean house well that's going to do it for this week as for myself you can catch me at the addison improv on november 5th And then November 19th through the 21st, I'll be at Hyenas in Fort Worth with Chris Porter. And now some credits and thank yous for the people that make this show possible. Thanks to Barry Whitewater, who does my graphics and design for my comedy as well as my podcast. You can follow him on Instagram at bwhiteh2o. Get it, Whitewater. Also, a big thank you to Gunnar Olsen for my music. You can follow him on Instagram at gunbuns. That's G-U-N-B-U-N-S. You can also check out his website at GunnarOlson.net. And you can check out his awesome EPs and some music he's got coming out. Real excited for him. If you want to follow me on social media, I am at Ryan Perio on all social media. That's R-Y-A-N-P-E-R-R-I-O. If you want to follow the show, I highly recommend it. Instagram and Twitter is at SomeFearFans. Facebook group is Some of All Fears. If you, wanna, if you have questions for the show or feedback, email me at somefearfans at gmail. If you want to be a guest on the show, also email me at somefearfans at gmail.com. We can make that happen. Please keep leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you listen to. I, appreci- I just appreciate seeing that people like what I'm putting out. So if you like what you hear, go ahead and leave a review. I appreciate all of you for listening. 
And next week, we'll have another guest with another fear. Thanks for listening to The Sum of All Fears. 